What's up, everybody? This is David, your host for the Still Trippin' Podcast. Once again, we're going to hit you with another episode. I'm excited to have some great guests on with me today. But before we get going to that, do me a favor, you guys. I know your feet are a little funky. You've been covering them up all winter. You know, you got to get them from busted to bougie like we talk about in every episode. Go to stance.com or if you're local here in Utah, go to Fashion Place Mall. Go to the Stance store. Talk to my boy Devin. Talk to everybody there. Ben, all the people there, they will get you hooked up. They will look at your style and they will say, I got the right pair of socks for you or multiple pairs of socks for you. They got band socks. They got different artistic type socks. They got old school throwback socks. Whatever you need, they got you. And they got other clothing attire as well. They got bras. They got underwear. They got jackets. Everything that you need, go to stance.com or Fashion Place Mall to the Stance store. And like always, we're giving away Stance socks here on the Still Trippin' Podcast. So stay tuned into our Instagram feed and you'll see how we're going to be giving out the next free pair of Stance socks. We like to give out a pair of Stance, a couple pairs of Stance socks actually free every single week. So go to the Instagram. If you're not following us on Instagram, do yourself a favor, follow us. Still Trippin' Podcast, Instagram, and enter in to win a pair of Stance socks. So without further advertising for our great people over at Stance Socks, I want to introduce you to my special guest, and I have with me Danny. Hello. And Yanni. What's up? And Danny and Yanni, um, they're from Idaho. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> they look like, wait, what? <laughs> no, actually, Danny and Yanni are some of the finest young men. So most people come on the, the Still Tripping podcast. I've known them for a long time. And these two young men, I, I met you, Danny. We're, we're doing a little photo shoot for uh, the Still Trippin' podcast. So if you follow us on Instagram, he's uh, the fine, cocoa short. butter skin young man. Short. Short. He's kind of short. Giving you that, <laughs> giving you that eyebrow, like, hey, what's up, baby? Yeah. Uh, he's yo. like, he's like confident, but not too confident. You know? <laughs> In the pictures, you know, he's, he's very photogenic. But he's in some of the pictures, so I talked to you and your brother, and I just got a really good vibe from two, the two of you, and had some good conversation with you. And here on the Still Tripping Podcast, we want to do conversations with teenagers, talk about different life experiences that teenagers have gone through. And being here in Utah, now me being from California, I you know I know a little bit what this is like, but I've talked to enough people to know it's much different for the two of you. So what I'm referring to is both of these young men are African-American. They're both black. Um, they're raised here in Utah. Um, well, obviously, Yanni wasn't raised his whole life here, but raised for a large portion of life here in Utah. And me being a counselor and talking to all different types of young people throughout the years, here in Utah, and I'm not saying this is a bad thing, obviously it's a good thing, but there's been a lot of people, families, because I think, is it safe to say people know the, the predominant race here in Utah's Caucasian? Okay, it's not a secret. Yeah. Okay, if you're listening from another state, you didn't know that, wake up, okay? <laughs> there's, a lot of, there's a lot of Caucasian people in Utah, right? Well, there's been a lot of people that I've known, I don't know if this has been happening for years, but a lot of Caucasian people have adopted African-American children. And hey, I being a guy who was adopted, okay, props to anyone that's going to take care of someone, give them a good home and all that. However, for obvious reasons, there is a challenge in raising someone in an all predominant, you know, Caucasian society. And, you know, at least with me, I was telling you guys before the podcast started, with me, you know, I didn't really look like everybody in my family, but I wasn't of a definite d- different ethnic background. It wasn't that obvious. So it's a little bit easier for me to fit in. But I want to talk to these two young gentlemen about their experiences here in Utah. Not only do they speak well and they're amazing young men, but I've had such a great conversation with them. 
I just need them to share with you some of their insights, some of their information, but also too, so for those of you young people out there that can relate to their story and the things that they've gone through, hey, listen up because you're going to get some really good nuggets of life of how to get through some <laughs> difficult times. And then for those people who are just wondering what that experience is like, you listen up as well because let's face it, we're surrounded ourselves, we're surrounded every single day with people of different ethnic backgrounds, different religions, different political views. We have more in common as human beings than we have against each other or different. Sometimes it's it's easier to judge someone, I think, to just look at someone and say, oh, they dress like that, so I know what kind of person they are. Or they're black, or they're Mexican, or they're Mormon, or they're this. It's so easy to put people in a category and just dismiss that person and think you know that person. But you two young men are a great example of people get to know you. Be a little hard for them to dismiss you because there's a whole lot more going on for you than just being African American here in Utah. <laughs> so let's, without further ado, let's start talking about that. So Danny, really quickly, um, give us a little bit of background. You got a family, you got brothers and sisters. Yeah, um, I have a twin brother and I have an older brother. Who's taller? Uh, my twin. He's like like an inch or two taller. But okay, because okay. I, I remember when we were talking. I remember when we were talking. I said something to you, and one of you piped up, said, "Yeah, but I'm taller." So I was like, I couldn't remember <laughs> yeah, which that's one my it was. Brother, okay. He always be doing that. And say, he I'm always older has brother. This and this, but like we're twins, so who cares? You know? Is he older? Like thirty seconds? Uh, t- Twelve minutes. Twelve <laughs> minutes. <laughs> Twelve minutes. <laughs> that's that's actually a lot. I feel yeah. bad for your mom. <laughs> yeah. All right. So so how many siblings again? Say one more time. I have two other siblings. Two other siblings. Mm-hmm. Okay, and, and then my mom and dad, and then I'm very close to, I, I call her my sister, but she's my cousin, but we're really close, so I she's basically my sister, Give too. Give a shout-out to your cousin. What's her name? My cousin, Diera, Diera Walton. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's cool. That's cool. You know, sometimes it's not immediate family, but they're family. Yeah. Right. And Yanni, go ahead and tell me a little bit about, you know, your family. How many siblings have you got? Oh, yeah. Um, I got two younger sisters, uh, Lynn and Sephora. Kind of strange names, but, you know. Like that. I think they're dope names. Yeah, me too. Thank you, thank you, buddy. Especially Sephora. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you got to put like some Latin accent on it. Bit, wow. bit, yeah. So yeah, we're we're an eighth Puerto Rican. <laughs> Sephora. Sixteenth actually. Sixteenth. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, hey, all right. Good guess. Right? <laughs> no, but yeah. So that's like, two younger sisters, uh, mom and a dad. That's the usual. And so you grew up. Uh, not so you were born and raised in was it Boston? Boston. Yeah, most of my okay. life. Most alive, and then you came here and moved to Provo. What, yeah. How old were you when you came to Provo? I was like. 12 or 13, something like 12, 13. Yeah. And so you've spent your whole entire teenage years here in Utah. Basically. And then more recently, you moved up here to the Salt Lake City area. Yeah, basically. Yeah, we're okay. trying to get our mic set to make sure all the um, sound sounds great. So, um, well, let's talk about this. So here on the Still Tripping Podcast, we talk about real stuff. And when we talk about real stuff, I want real people to talk about real stuff. So... I'm assuming you guys didn't have to read a book about what it's like to be the minority in a community. (laughs) Didn't need to watch a documentary on it. (laughs) Like you lived it. So before we start talking on the podcast, you guys shared some really interesting things. So I want both of you guys to kind of weigh in on a little bit. So start with you, Danny. What are some of the things like I I like to call highs and lows? So what are some of the things that you're like, you know what? And you can start with either one. But basically, what are some of the things that you thought have been the most challenging about being a young African American man in an all predominant uh, community in areas you know such as Salt Lake City, Utah, and then what have been some of the things that you actually been like, man, I learned some things, like some things that you could take as maybe they weren't always a high, but some things that you could take away and say, hey, this has actually been helping me. Okay, um, I feel like some of the highs would be like getting to know more people, more backgrounds, because um, I've always just said like I don't really like, I don't like 
I know I can feel people and I know their spirit. And I just like, I felt like I could get out of my comfort zone and just talk to more people because I'm an open person. I like to um, get out and talk to a lot of people. And um, instead of just being like, he's white, like I just need to, I don't need to be with them. I don't need to talk to them because they're white. I need to say, hey, what's up? And talk to them and feel their vibe. And it's really cool because then I, I have so many people that I love to talk to. I, I know a lot of people, people, a lot of people know me. And I think that's really one of the highs because, um, you know, you can tell like they have your back and it's really cool. But then I feel like some of the lows could be like fitting in as well because um, it's it's really hard being an African-American male in um, Utah. And I just, we decide, like, I feel like we all have like certain ways we speak. Like for me, like when I talk to some of my, like my African-American friends, I have a certain way of speaking <laughs> of, like when it's like with my white friends and it's like, I like, why should we do that? Like we're all people, you know? And so I, I feel like that's the lows, but it shouldn't be a low, you know? No, I said, I was smiling in the first part you're saying, cause, um, when you're, when you're talking about, uh, you're saying like, you know, I, I feel people's vibes and their spirits and, you know, I, I like to talk to people. I was imagining, even though I haven't known you that long, I was imagining if someone said, all right, we're moving this white community and you can't talk to anyone because everyone's going to be racist <laughs> and judge you. You'd be sitting there going, I can't last five minutes. I got to talk to someone. Like, you don't seem like a person who could just like not talk to people. Like yeah. you're so like outgoing that I could see you as like, shoot, I better get outside of my comfort zone and start making friends pretty mm-hmm. quickly. Cause mm-hmm. I mean, when I was living here, when I was your age, um, I came here on a football scholarship. And so I basically knew every black person in the state because I played football with them or they're on the basketball team. Like we all hung out together. There's more people now, but you really don't have a lot of options. If you want to be out there and be social, be friendly and have experiences, you're going to have to meet new people. It means you're going to come outside of a comfort zone or start to talking to different people. So I thought that was really cool right. how you're willing to put yourself out there like that. And then on the flip side, the fitting in part and, you know, like understanding like where you fit in and stuff like that. Anything that's kind of been one of those things you felt has really helped you? Like it could be just like a, an attitude that you take before you talk to someone, like anything like that? Um, well, before I talk, like, I feel like I, because people, they always like me, since I'm always out there, people say that I'm like gay because I'm out there like so much, but like, I'm like, I don't care. It's it's me. I like, it's not the fact that about being gay. It's the fact that people assume something that you're not. And yeah. it's really a problem. But like, I just had to embrace that. I'm like, if you think that, then that is on you. But I love the way I am and I'm not going to change myself for anybody. So I have that mentality. So it's much easier to go and talk to other people. Has that always been easier for you? Because you you brought up something that made me laugh too when you're talking about when I'm you know, with, with my, my black friends over here talk different than with my white friends over here. I was laughing because I'm not even black and I do that. <laughs> yeah, see? I'm serious because I thought about when I'm like, when you said that, I'm like, I do the same thing. When I'm around all my black friends, like, what's up, playboy? Like, <laughs> and when I'm around my surfer friends, I'm like, what's up, dude? You know, like, it, it's just a totally different vibe, right? Yeah. But you doing that and kind of allowing people to just have their thoughts and feelings and their judgments about you, was that always easy for you? Was that part of the struggle that it took you a while to figure out I can't be too concerned about what they might be thinking of me? It was, it has been a long struggle. I, it's been so, like, I've been, like, I, that's what I've been thinking about this whole time. Ever since, I don't know, like, since I was young, I was not like, what do people think of me? And it's not really till maybe last year or this year until I really got that 
like, why do I care what people think? Because my twin actually got me out of that. He's like, why do you care what people think? And I really, like, it's cool because he has my back. And so, like, it's not until then I realized that I don't really care what people think. Like, you be you and, like, who cares what people think of you, you know? You know, do you think, and I'm, I'm thinking about something really specific. I think that's very good. But other people have told me that they went from really caring what people think about them and then they said, why do I care what people think about me? And then they got angry. Mm. And then they got hard. I think you seem like a young man who's kind of figured out a balance because you, you don't want to care what people think about you because people think crazy stuff. Mm -hmm. right? <laughs> Who knows what people think? But if you cared so much, it would seem like you might be walking around scared all the time. You don't mm -hmm. want to be scared like one or what, you know, like, I don't care. I don't care and be pissed right. off. So what do you think about that? Did that make sense what I just said? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I... I feel like I did find a balance because I don't want to be this angry person because then no one would like me. And like, I, I don't want people hating me, but like, if we have a problem, we have a problem. And then I just like, I'll just cut that off and I won't be mad. I'll just move on. So me finding a balance, it just helps me like overall. And, um, I, I feel like people who like just get angry, they still have some vendetta or something against um, themselves and they just need to find something in the in themselves that they like that they cherish and say like I don't care what people think and move on because when you're angry then you still care that means you still care about what people think you know but if you find a balance it'll help you overall in general for sure Yana I, I saw you nodding your head what, what do you think about what he just said you agree with what he's saying yeah I do like because I, I met him last year and everything I've like seen him grow and everything so like he's gone from a person who used to care about everything like he was it was kind of like, I go from I thought he was gay too. I first met him. Like I thought I really thought he was, but like knowing him, he's he's not and everything. But he's he's straight, you know. But like besides that, like he really has grown to be a person where like, he can like actually look, look at someone who he has a beef with and be like, you know what, I can end it right here and be cool. And like he's grown so much. Like like watching him has been like low key awesome. Watching him go from like someone who's been like always oh, like he used to yell at everyone and like get mad at everyone. He looked at him wrong. We'd be at Walmart. He'd be like, "What's up?" Nigga? I'm like, "Oh my baby." I'm so sorry. It's okay. Oh, I think man. you're allowed to say that. Am I, am I allowed to say that? <laughs> <laughs> I don't it's know. Right. We'll, we'll, we may or may not bleep that out. Yeah, but, no, yeah, but he'd be we'll like, listen. he always like, he'd be like, boo, what's up? And like, I wish I like fight anyone, but like now he's like calm down and been a lot more mature and like it's nice being around him and everything. Like I'm glad I got to know him and everything, you know, watch <laughs> him grow yeah, and stuff. Yeah, 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 of course. Well, okay. So we were talking before, before we started the podcast. I just asked him that question. It seems like it's kind of like a fine line between you don't want to get punked. You don't want to be scared all the time. But then again, like like you said, Dan, you don't want to walk around angry all the time. And you've seen him kind of find that that groove. You know what I mean? Kind of yeah. found his own lane. Can you relate to to how hard that is, though? Yeah, I can. Like, I got my own, like, struggle and everything. Because me, like, I'm a big old, like, black dude. You know what I mean? Like, everyone has, like, their own, like, um, predetermined thing about me. And, like. My resting face is really mean and scary, like this people tell me. And like, you're it's a resting D face, basically. Yeah, basically like that. yeah. But like, I, I for those people listening, hopefully you can figure that out. Yeah, yeah, I can't say exactly what I meant, yeah. but I heard that for guys, it's a resting D face. Yeah, yeah, like for me, it's like it's not. People thought I was like some really mean, like person, like talked to, and like he knows me. Like I'm really like I'm really goofy and stupid sometimes. Like once you get past like the hard exterior, like I'm I'm really goofy, like. I like to be funny and like say stupid stuff and everything, mm -hmm. but like everyone thought about me like, oh, you're a big black kid, you can't act any other like different way but big and black, you know. And like, you have to act like black was like such a big thing you had to act, you know what I mean? Like yeah. you couldn't you couldn't like different things, you couldn't like this type of music. I I like like some weird type of music. I like like 
country. I like jazz. I like <laughs> classical. Like it's weird, right? You don't expect that out of me, but like you expect me to like like trap, like rap and stuff like that. Like even like I don't like old type of stuff. You know what I mean? But yeah. I, I'm into like that new stuff. I even like electronic and everything. Like I'm in that. I'm into that type of stuff. You know what I mean? Like no one expects that from a big old black kid. You know what I mean? Like that's what I had to deal with. With kids being like, oh, what's up? So, like, you play basketball, you play sports. I'm like, nah, I dance. You know what I mean? Like, no one expects that from a big old black kid. Yeah. Like, no one expects me to be a dancer. And, like, I'm like, I dance. I love dancing. You know what I mean? Like, I I taught myself how to dance over a girl, which is kind of funny. But, you know, like. (laughs) Tell you what, girls motivated to do a lot of things. Yeah, like. A lot of things. (laughs) Well, so, you know, when we were talking before the podcast started, um, you talked about, like, you know, you were kind of this more free, carefree spirit. Like when you're younger, yeah, and then some, you know, some life stuff happened, and and I think you said like it just kind of hardened me, yeah, over thanks. a while. And do you think that's easy for you now specifically because we're talking about a young black male, you know, in in a, in an area where you're obviously a minority? Do you think it's hard not to let all the fears what people are thinking about you, or you know, maybe you just been flat out been treated bad? Maybe you've had experienced real racism. Do you think it's hard to? Allow your creative spirit, that energetic, goofy side to come out whilst, while protecting yourself at the same time? I think it's like you have to find a balance for it. Like, you can't always be too goofy because then your guard is down. Like, if you live in this area, your guard always has to be up. Like, it's kind of like it's a reality. Your guard has to be up. You have to, like, watch yourself and everything, you know? But, like, it's just a balance. Like, if I'm too hard, everyone, like, I block everyone away from me. Which I don't want they that. They dismiss you. Yeah, huh? they dismiss me. Like, they don't want to be around me because I'm always hard. Like, I don't want to, like, talk to nobody. But if I'm too goofy, people don't take me seriously. Like, I want to be talking seriously when I need to, but also I want to be talking as a funny person when I want to, you know what I mean? Right. So, like, it's just find that balance and, like, walking it, you know what I mean? Like, you can't, like, you can't be goofy one day and mean the, other, mean the other day. You have to be, like, balanced, like, figure out a balance for yourself and, like, be that person, be the same you every single day because you can't live, like, you can't live two lives, you know what I mean? You can't have two faces, you know, because at one point you'll get tired of wearing the mask all the time, you know what I mean? So. What do you think about what he's saying? I I've, I think you do have to find a balance because um, it's hard because like being pulled over and everything that's really really scary. Yeah, I remember that. And um, I just got pulled over like a couple weeks ago, and the cop was cursing me out and things like that. And I was really scared for my life. And you can't really talk about that with like my white uh, peers because they say, "Oh, it it was nothing," because they don't understand how serious it is. Because we we will get shot. And and it's really scary. And then they say like, "Oh, it's no big deal. Like it's a huge deal. Like we get followed in stores. We get yep. like stared at, racial profiled, and then we get pulled over. And how we're not supposed to um, fear for our lives? Because it's ironic how we're scared of police when this then when they're the ones that's supposed to be protecting us. But um, other people don't get that. Like my white peers, they don't get that, and they're saying like, "I'm being paranoid. I'm being dumb." And it's really annoying. And it's just like. Like you need, like you need to be in my shoes to figure that out. But like you do, you don't need to be um, mean, and you don't need to say like how I'm wrong for my feelings. Yeah. No. And and here's an interesting thing that that you brought up, and I'm so glad that you shared that because here in our podcast, we're just being real with people. We don't tell people how to feel, how to think, or something like that. But you you said it really clearly with your friends. How could they really understand? You know. And now I, I know, because you're a smart young man, I know that you know that every cop that you see is not going to pull out a gun and shoot you. Right. But when you see these things in the news and these things happen enough, 
it makes you wonder like, wait a second, like, am I going to be mistaken? Cause you know, you're not doing anything shady. Like, you know, in your own mind, okay, wait, I didn't do anything. I'll be honest. I did a lot of shady stuff throughout my life. And when I get pulled over now, I'm still sweating. I'm like, wait, I'm not carrying anything. I'm good. <laughs> I had to remind myself that I'm not holding anything. And I'm like, okay, I'm good. I couldn't even imagine what it'd be like to see it in movies, to see it in your own lives, maybe your own parents. Maybe you've had those experiences that create that. For me, it'd be other things that would trigger me. And I think every human being has those experiences, but I'm glad you said that because you didn't say it in the sense like other people are are bad for saying don't think that way. You're just trying to make your point across like, no, no, take me serious. Like nobody likes being scared. And I like how you're honest and just said, yeah, man, I'm scared. Right. And it's like really how it's really like dumb nowadays how like our parents have to teach us about what to do in situations like that like in like being pulled over by the police i have to put my hands on the dashboard and i have to um i have i can't have to be careful of what i do where i put my hands and how i move because it could be mistaken as i have a weapon like um Things like a hairbrush and other things like a phone. You like I see these things in the, in the news and they mistake mistaken air quotes that them for a gun and I'm like, am I gonna lose my life because the officer thinks that I have something that's that looks like a gun? Yeah, and in your mind, you're just like listening to some music, trying to go to your friend's house, yeah. and then it's just a quick gear shift change. I'm looking at Yanni too. Like Yanni's such a big dude. You know, Yanni's like, I can't. You're like, I can't show any sign. Nah. Like, yes, yeah, sir. Like, hey, I don't want no trouble, man. Like, smile really big. Like, hey, dude, I'm going cool, man. Yeah, you gotta be careful. Yeah, like you're just trying, to like, hey, I'm, like, I'm a dancer, bro. Like, yeah. <laughs> I do ballet something. Yeah, exactly. You're trying to be like, hey, man, we're cool, man. Yeah. Like, I like the country. <laughs> but like, we do these weird things. I shouldn't say weird things. We do these things, and this is one thing I want to talk about. We do these things for survival, and there are some things that it sounds like that you have learned to do for survival, like what you just talked about if you're getting pulled over. But that balance thing, it seems like that's what you're doing more for having success. So if you were to say one of the biggest takeaways that you've had that, you know, there's going to be people listening to this um, that definitely live in Utah that are African-American that have had these experiences and young people that don't know how to handle them. So if you could give, and I want you guys to give a couple little tidbits of advice just off the top of your head. And then I have a couple of questions I want to answer before we wrap it up. But if you could give like one specific advice or a couple thoughts or ideas, how to help someone that is worried about fitting in, maybe they're 13, 14 year old. I'm just trying to paint a picture. You have mine, maybe a 13, 14 year old version of yourself, someone similar to you, and they come to you like you're the older, you're the OG, like, hey, man, I'm struggling with with fitting in. I feel like people are judging me. Like, what type of advice would you give like a, a younger version of yourself? You know what I mean? Now that you've learned and, and have gone through a lot. Um, I say, like, for me, like, take race out of it and and just think about yourself and, like, your morals, your values. And say, like, am I, I'm, I'm good. I'm great. And I can make friends. I can do this and um, kind of um, get out your comfort zone a little bit. Like I'm an actor, so um, I usually that's what we do. We have to get out of our comfort zones. And if you get out your comfort zone, you learn and you grow, and it'll help you eventually as like to grow as a person. And you can just make different connections, and you don't have to be scared of what people think of you because it's not what people think of you. Like you shouldn't even have to worry about that. It's just just like go 
and go out there, smile, be happy, and talk to other people. Just talk to different people, like outside of your group, outside of your comfort zone, outside of your race, outside of everything, and just be open-minded because it'll help you along the way. You know, giving people a different experience, that's how you break stereotypes. Mm -hmm. Some of the biggest stereotypes have been broken when you actually are working in a job with someone and, you know, someone you would never kick it with, someone you would never hang out with. And then all of a sudden, you're like, oh, they're pretty cool. And you're like, yeah, you're pretty cool. Like, they could be twice your age. They could be someone that you're like, we definitely wouldn't hang out in high school, but yeah, you know, you're not that bad. Yeah. But it takes a certain experience where people really get to know you. And so getting out of your comfort zone, it's almost like you're going first. Right. Cool. Thanks, man. Yanni? Um, <clears throat> sorry. I mean, like, I'd say, like, don't really think about stuff too much. Like, my, what, my, like, when I was younger, I used to overthink everything and, like, think about what jokes I was going to say, think about how I was, like, going to approach a girl, you know what I mean? But, like, honestly, I say go how would you feel. Like, go with, how, go with how you feel. And then if it messes up, analyze it and fix it next time. Because, like, you really want, you don't want to be living life thinking. You don't want to be living life living. You know what I mean? You want to be, like, experiencing life. You can't be thinking about it. Because if you think about life, it's going gonna, it's gonna to pass by you. You know what I mean? Right. Well, just, just like in sports, like, who's your favorite NBA player? LeBron, of course. What's up, man? You already know. Yeah, you already know. What's up? Okay, he knows. I like you that much more. <laughs> so imagine this. LeBron has a bad game, okay? Yeah. He's going to think about it for a second, but how long before he actually goes, turns on the clips, turns on the film, watches it, okay, that's what I did wrong, and he tries to make it better? Yeah. Like right. It's good to analyze and think about it, but what you're saying is if you stay in that place too long, you get stuck in that sauce. Yeah, and that was my issue for the longest time. I... I'm still learning right now, but I've gotten better with it. Like, if you stand, like, you cannot stand in one place because you never move forward. You got to keep moving forward with it. You know what I mean? Like, keep pushing. Like, that's basically, like, my coach told me that. Keep pushing. Like, keep hitting like, everything. Like, if you stand still, you're going to get blown up, basically. You know what I mean? That's true. That's true. If you're if you're going through hell, keep going. Yeah, just keep <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Don't stop. Don't stop. <laughs> keep running. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> okay, so we got time for a couple more. Uh, we're just going to take two questions here. And so we're going to be kind of rapid fire questions. So these are just freestyles off the top of your head. Okay. But these two are coming from teenage boys who are also black, African-American. So the first question says, how do I tell my friends I know I'm different, but I don't want you to treat me differently? Just say it. Like I said, just like be honest. Like if it's like, hey, like I'm not I thought it was actually yeah. pretty good. I'm like, that kind of rhyme? Like that's actually. Yeah. yeah. So <laughs> like, good. would you suggest that he actually go? Because it sounds like this. Well, I know this young man, Percy. Yeah. This young man, it's like he's going through his head a lot. So what you're saying is like you just should actually pull a friend aside and just just tell yeah. him that because like honestly yeah. the best because like you can't like really like beat around the bushes that like treat me, like treat me like treat me like the same person like I'm black I get it but treat me like the same person like I ain't different like you cut me I bleed red you know what I mean like it's yeah. the same thing <laughs> right. like you can't be like oh I want you to be like treat me like like your friend you know what I mean like no like I get it I'm from a different culture but I'm still your friend treat me like you treat your friend you know what I mean if so, yeah. if you do something stupid I'll let you know but that's it. Right. And I feel like if you, you have to be honest, like you got to go straight for it and be honest. And yeah. if they don't like you for that, then you have to move on. Yeah, I ain't, I ain't your friend. Then, then they're, they're not your friend, you know? It ha you have to find a, like a balance between that. And um, you don't have, you don't want to beat around the bush because that just won't help nobody. That won't help anybody. And everyone will just be frustrated. And um, talk about what you feel. Like, no one can say your feelings are wrong because I've had that issue and with trying to talk to people about me and trying to talk about my feelings, but everyone's just, a lot of people say, let's just bury our feelings and that's not okay. Like you, if you're feeling some type of way, you don't want to keep that inside because one day you'll actually blow up and it won't make it right. It won't be good. And then when you blow up, everybody's like, see, I knew it. Right. Yeah. I, knew it. <laughs> I knew he was wild. He just acted, tried to act all right. normal. Yeah. yeah, but you don't want to fall into those categories where 
too often people get judged for a bad moment when they lost control, their mm-hmm. temper. And that's more likely to happen if you bottle stuff up. So yeah. great advice from you too. Okay, last question. And then we'll wrap it up. Um, and this says, I'm, a, I'm adopted and black. My parents love me, but they can't understand me. How do I tell them I need space to figure my stuff out without hurting their feelings? So it sounds like he wants space Dude. to figure out what type of man he wants to be, but he doesn't want to hurt their feelings. Um, Honestly, I don't think it really would hurt their feelings if you talk about your feelings because how can you, like I said, like how can someone tell you your feelings are wrong? If you go and calmly say, like, hey, can we talk? If you ask your parents, like, can we just sit down and talk for a sec and talk about what you feel and say, like, if I, like, I really need space to think, and I think they'll really understand. Yeah, they're going to understand that, like, same thing, like I said, just be honest with your parents. Don't be rude about it. Don't be like, hey, I need space. Like, don't be like, don't try to act all hard. So don't do yeah. it in the middle of an argument. Yeah. Don't do that. <laughs> that, that, that's no, no, the no. You got to be calm. If they take your Xbox, don't say it. Yeah. Basically, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You want to be a calm level head and be like, hey, like, it's how I'm feeling. Like, like what Danny said, like, it's how I'm feeling. Like, be real with your emotions, you know? Because that's mm-hmm. like, that's the realest you can be, you know what I mean? So, you know, that's great advice, guys, because I've had a, a little bit of experience, you know, with this, like I said, you know, counseling, you know, African American young men that were adopted here in the area. For some reason, that was a big one because they knew that their parents loved them because their parents, you know, dedicated their whole entire life, you know, and right. stuff like that. But they also knew that their parents could only help them with so much. Mm-hmm. It was like they knew they had to do the next one on their own, but they didn't want to hurt their parents' feelings. So I think that's great advice from both of you. Honesty, that without a doubt. So going to someone, you starting the conversation, being honest with them, but not offensive or like yeah. rash with them, just yeah. being Be straight the bigger up with person. them. Yeah. yeah. Well, I'll tell you what. Everyone's listening to Still Trippin' Podcast. You got some great advice, some great suggestions from some OGs here, new friends <laughs> of mine. Uh, follow us on Still Trippin' Podcast. And as always, like I say, go down to stancesocks.com or Stance Store here in the Fashion Place Mall. Get yourself some socks. We'll be announcing our giveaway this week for Stance Socks. And until next time, be cool. with treatment or mental health advice or direction. Nothing on this podcast is made to supplement or supersede the relationship and direction of your mental health caretakers. Although David Kozlowski is a mental health professional, he is not functioning as a certified mental health professional on the Still Trippin' Podcast.